We're live, Chris Edmond, one-on-one with a favorite. So glad he's back in town at the Funny Bone this weekend. You guys got to go check him out from American Ninja Warrior. Very funny stand-up. Matt Eisman. Good to see you, buddy. I got to say, you just planted hollow notes on my head. One-on-one, I want to play that. I live in the 80s. Nobody asked you to stop. Uh, so Matt Eisen, you're back in St. Louis. That yes. means it was a great time last time. It right? was. Yeah, I I love St. Louis. You guys have a great vibe. I'm from Denver, and and it reminds me a lot of St. Louis. Like great sports town. You're tall, so the ladies are like, okay, the ladies are are, yeah. are really into me. I mm-hmm. think I had the uh, grandma contingent out. God bless them last night. God, bless they were them. getting drunk on Zinfandel. <laughs> Oh, you look like my son. Like, this is You want to fuck your son? Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it's, you know, St. Louis, anything, anything, girls. Anything can happen. Uh, but it's it's a great time, and it's, uh, you guys have a good comedy scene going here. They're rocking it, man. We were talking we're about there's another too. legendary, as he describes himself, comic mm-hmm. in town. Uh, he's got a little bit of an attitude. He he's, he's been riding me a couple times. Rich Watts is in town. <laughs> Yes. I mean, you go to the Funny Bone and, and see my shows because right. if you want to see Rich Voss, just throw a glass of water in your face and insult yourself. That's Rich <laughs> Voss's act. He spits on your face and and insults you. That's it. <laughs> I say this with love, Rich. Uh, there is a uh, there's a mic issue. I need to look you in the eye. This okay. mic is ticking me off. Can we move that? I know. Can we I move it around. The crane. Look at that. That's go. a man with skills. Right. There he is. No, Rich. Uh, Rich comes in. He goes. Why don't me and Matt just do press together? And I was like, well, I don't know if the clubs will like that. Right, I know. Come to my show. No, come yeah. to my show. And the other thing is Rich Voss doesn't share a stage. Oh. I've been shut up. It's my turn to talk. <laughs> Honestly, I'm promoting Rich's show more than mine. You are. You're at the Funny Bone all I'm weekend. I'm at the Funny Bone all weekend. Uh, two tonight, two tomorrow. And I just found out we've actually got... Uh, so if you're a fan of Ninja Warrior, we've got some ninjas who are opening up a gym tomorrow morning. Here in St. Louis. Ultimate Ninja here in St. Louis. And so they're going to be coming to the show. It's going to be Jesse Flex Lebrec, Ethan Swanson, and Christy Ganji, three of our big ninjas who are going to be coming out. So it's awesome getting support from the ninja community. Are they based here? They're based in Illinois, but they're opening up uh, a gym. So they're all coming into town to open this up. Nice timing with you in town. That un, un, Literally, they just texted me. And they oh, saw my weird. tweets. You happen to yeah, be it, in could St. Be. Louis, it could be. Matt. Listen, yeah, they got that's nobody cares about the host. Feed. Everybody yeah. cares about the people who can actually do the course. So yeah, that's true. So wait, so at this, at things like this, are you expect? So you're an athletic guy, but are you expected to get on and? Mess oh God, around? no. Those are like. Oh God, no. Those, I refuse those ninja to. Ninja warriors, like they've got to be like five, six hundred and forty pounds. They, right? they're lean. They yeah. actually work out. They've done this stuff for their lives. Right. And uh, so the last two times I've been on the course. I broke my ankle and broke my foot. Good and for I you. Realized, yeah, good. Way to go. You're That's still awful. walking, though? That's good. I uh, Those who can do, those who can't host. So I stick to hosting. So if I show up tomorrow, I'm just going to be like, give me a microphone and keep me away from the obstacles. That, see, that's fair. Uh, that's like my approach to uh, stand-up. Like I get into this like kind of broadcast hosting stuff yeah. at the age of 31. So I'm a huge fan of stand-up. Yeah. I hate the guys that just... I don't want to be that guy. Be like, you know, I'm really going for it, man. It's yeah. like uh, that 22 year old just blew you off the stage. Yeah. So I host things. I, I, I coordinate. It. Yes, I coordinate. Put you got to coordinate and put it together. No, I, I, I think 
it's you know it's one of those things of anything in life you do people don't appreciate like stand up the best stand ups make it look so easy that people are like oh they're just talking up there like well they've been talking for 10 years about that exact same joke to figure out exactly how to word it exactly right. where the pauses are you don't see the work and it's the same thing with ninja warrior where these athletes work so hard that they that you think or that i think like oh i i, I could do that and then you realize well Actually, maybe I can't. Uh, how to soft? What about softball guys? You were a college pitcher. So I, I played softball. <laughs> softball guys look at you like softball I, I guys. Softball guys. Is this Jim Rome? Softball guy. Jim Rome. <laughs> El Segundo. So uh, I played softball for a while, and then uh, softball is the worst sport to play as you age because it's it's hours of inactivity with drinking followed by spurts of extreme explosive action where you're just looking for an Achilles, a hamstring, or a shoulder to be blown out. Gone. And that's when I was like, what am I, I – you know what? Let me just – I, I – I'm going to hold a microphone. I'm riding horses now is my new thing. In, no kidding. In Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, it's, there it is. That's <laughs> literally – that's as active as I get. I Two thumbs. Up, I grew I know. up horses. I'm like, Did oh, you really? yeah. So it's uncanny because one of my friends is a horse nut, and he's yeah. been playing Red Dead Redemption. He's like – the horse mechanics, the horse behavior is insanely accurate. Like the way that, you know, right. like a horse that's mistrustful of you, he's, it's just insane the level of detail they put into these games. And I've just been playing. Do you you Red do Dead. streams too? Don't you? I do a lot of Insta Live, Facebook yeah, Live. You're a great follow I, on yeah, on, on social media because you interact with people so much. Well, like, I'm I look. I'm one of those people who who is still shocked that anyone gives a, an F that. Well, that comes across you too because you're a genuine person. It's, that, it's appreciated. Appreciated yeah. that people will chime in. And even if they're like, you're dumb, you're like, thanks a lot. Yeah. I appreciate you. You're getting on this feed to tell me I'm dumb, but still listening. And, like, and I'm like, that was, you know, whatever. I, 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 you do enough in this business. And I'm, I'm almost 20 years in now at entertainment where no one knows. No right. one sees it. No one cares about it. That when you do something that people actually like, you're so... You realize how lucky you are. And it always amazes me when you see people who walk away from a hit show or who just, you know, blow it up or aren't appreciative right. of it where you're like, man, you don't understand. You may never get this chance again. Yeah. You've got to enjoy it. And you saw what happened with the dude uh, from the Cosby's. It actually worked out because I think Tyler yeah. hired him. But, like, he was bad. guy's earning a living. But that's he, it. He's mocked online for it. Well, now, you, it. Now, it turned around and it worked out, it seems like it. But. What do, you, what do you want him to do? Sometimes Look, you don't get acting jobs. 90% of people who are actors or comedians aren't getting paid. Correct. You know, or getting paid minimum wage. Mm -hmm. So for someone to have been at that high level, like rare is the person whose career, you know, lasts for 50 years and they're relevant the whole time. Most people have a spike. You know, you, we're all, most of us are one-hit wonders. And you, we're aha. And it's we okay. Really, and once you kind of peel back the layers a little bit it's okay to have that one thing and be the guy from that thing you know it's much better to be a has-been than a never was and those so people true. who've reached the those high levels and and whether they sustain it or not if you're still working if you're still making a living at this ultimately you know you look at people who are in a factory like some bruce springsteen song right. that's a real job yeah you know doing entertainment or talking for a living whether it's you know i hey i'm doing a a play at so in Des Moines Playhouse, still getting, getting paid, paid, still getting paid, yeah, still living, doing what I love. The levels of that are are hilarious too. I mean, uh, we were talking about Voss. Uh, you know, he's joking. He's like, I'm friends with Chris Rock and Kevin Hart and everybody. He's like, if they walked into this bar right now, they'd be uh, like, oh, what happened to Voss? You know, we, but he's kidding. Like any one of you guys can walk into a place after a gig or something. 
get up and work out material, you could still be vulnerable or you bomb or or not do what yeah, you in front bomb. of seven people. Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody gives. And and right. the other thing is, if you compare yourself to other people, you're always going to find someone who's doing better. And the crazy thing too is, if you look ten years ago and say, if if I could have known like right now. I'd be on season 10 of Ninja Warrior. We'd have a spin-off show. I'd be getting doing stand-up. I'd be elated. But there's a part of you also that's afraid it's going to go away. And you're like, what's next? Yeah. You know, where you realize it's, it's you, you never, you want to enjoy it, but at the same time, you got to stay hungry and realize it could go away. I got to look for that next thing. What would you do if that ended tomorrow? Oh, you start, you know, start, honestly, honestly, it, it's that thing of, yeah, I mean, Let's that's it. You do a it. podcast. You Let's do a right podcast. That's, yeah. why, that's why I do stand-up. I do corporates. Right. I'm, I'm always, you know, you're always hedging. You're always looking for a side hustle for something that, God forbid, your, your main gig goes away because it will. Mm-hmm. Everything in this business goes away. Everything eventually gets canceled. It gets replaced. So you always got to figure out what's going to be next. And part of it too, I think, is also you know you you try to be as nice as possible so people want to work with you. That that's something too. We were talking about it before we uh, we came on here. Uh, I've had the pleasure of being in Los Angeles and Phoenix the past few weeks. Phoenix was all things comedy festival, right? Uh, you're around if you're a comedy person. You were, I was around. You know, Bill Burr's walking ah, around. Geez. Sklar Brothers. Yeah. All the, you know, guys from St. Louis. All these. T- even like a guy like Theo Vaughn, who just feel it feels like he's on a rocket yeah. ship right now, right? Or Burt Kreischer for yeah. example, now doing theaters. The Netflix special's huge. Everybody's like all these little Burt. Ro- how is Burt's liver say, intact? I don't know, man. I, I body shots. That guy gets hamstrung every like, show. I thought it was a little bit of a put on until I interviewed him, and he whips out the Tito's and, and soda. Yeah. At eight in the morning, he's on your the morning machine. Show. He's amazing. He is. But to these guys, you're walking around this festival, or even in LA at the comedy store. Whitney Cummings walking around. You have all these names, all these important people that people would freak out to see. Everybody's pretty damn humble and pretty yeah. damn nice. And I'm not. Aside from one kind of dude who lost it a little bit, ninety nine percent of people focused, measured. Hey, yeah. what's going on? How are you treating you like you belong there? All those things. And I don't think it's necessarily like, a, oh, they're just working you in case you are somebody. I think people are genuine and it's a humbling business. I, I think, you know, when it used to be, it used to be there was Carson. And getting on that show was the game changer. There really right. were so few options that you really were competing for, you know, just a few spots. Sure. But now with podcasts, with clubs, with people creating their own venues, you realize the opportunities are, are almost limitless. It's it's how you create them. So it's not as though you really are competing with somebody. And I think there's also a sense we've realized that comedy's a lonely business and you need your friends. You need people who when you're down who are like, hey man, you know, come on my show or or you know, it's it, like those people who pick you up because you, this is a, a business of ups and downs and right. to have people when you know you're riding high who you can pull up and vice versa when you're low, they're like, Hey man, let me throw you a bone, come on tour with me, whatever it is. And I, I think it really has become a community and that right now there's you know, having been out there twenty years and knowing these people and seeing them that it really, I think it really is uh, a good time for comedy. I mean, there are more outlets than ever oh before, gosh, more yeah. specials than ever Way to before, monetize it. Yeah. and more different ways, more different types of comedy, and and it's it's the golden era, and I I love seeing these people who, by and large, you know, get along and like, hey, we you know we we all do something different, we but we all are going for the same thing, like trying to get paid to do what we love. And I think if you're a hustler, that shows. And not yeah. every, just because you work hard doesn't mean you're going to make it. But at the same but you time, better, if you, you combine it with talent, you're you're going places. And that's it too. Is 
nothing's guaranteed. So, no, you know, there are countless people who, as my friends point out, like I'm the 17th funniest of my friends. But, you know, I've gotten lucky. I've gotten some breaks and, and I've been lucky. And the reality is there are a lot of people out there who are super talented who it just hasn't happened for True. yet. Yeah. And it's that idea of, but, you know, there's no guarantee it will happen. So you got to enjoy this ride. You got to enjoy the journey. And the the reality is the more I look around and obviously, you know, having come from medicine, having friends in finance, there's, there was this thought of, Hey, you're going into a fickle career and you realize, look, every career is fickle. Oh my God. Yeah. People get fired <laughs> from their jobs. The time. People, people get these golden handcuffs where, you know, we were talking about you live in New York and they've got three kids in private school. That's six figures for your kid's education. So you got to be earning, you know, close to a quarter million just for your kid's education. The, the federal government literally had to save the entire financial industry. Like it doesn't get any worse or I had a buddy more- at Bear Stearns that imploded, mm-hmm. you know, this, this institution that's 100 years old overnight yeah, gone gone and so and i've seen the big short so i classify myself as an expert i'm an expert of that yeah, but you realize this idea of hey those people who take a job that they don't like saying you know what i'll just get my money and i'll retire when i'm 50 like look a there's no guarantee you'll get that money b there's no guarantee you'll live to your 50 right so to be able to do something we love and like i always tell people you know doing comedy hosting a show that's not a job the job is everything else. It's getting the job. Talking it's those to periods when you don't have it. people in the mornings. Yeah. But, they, but like, to me, this is so much, it's so much fun for me to be around in a town. And look, I, the, the reality is American Ninja Warrior is a hugely successful show, but the show's the star. 99% of the people who watch have no idea I'm a comedian or a doctor. Well, they're going to yell American Ninja Warrior. Which I'm fine. Like, again. You know what? I'm lucky to have something people know me for. So right. I'm not complaining. I'm that's happy the, that that's the right cares. attitude. Yeah. Too, and especially in this kind of climate, too. Uh, you were on Barstool. So speaking of people that. Yes. Like Barstool. Barstool. By the way, that was like a an email, like sports update newsletter. And then look what they've done. You talk about making your own Willing way. it into existence. Yeah, Chicago, Boston. like, And they, they didn't just say, oh, we're going to move to L.A. and become something. They created it in the Midwest, took over. They're doing well. And they built their own fan base. They did. They did. And say what you want about them. They are the case study in the digital times, right? That's it. Like they, they're going up to, up against ESPN. It's ESPN owned by Disney. And that they're, they played ESPN. I mean, that yes. whole thing, ESPN got burned. But for Barstool, it was just more publicity. Fantastic. And the fact that they were too toxic for ESPN was exactly what they wanted. Because now people aren't going to tune in to 10 a.m. Sports like, Center. I'm bored with ESPN. Yeah. I want to see what these Barstool guys are doing. And the way I – so I got – onto it and again like i'm i'm very clean i'm conservative in what i say because the shows i do are very middle america very family oriented and i i don't want to you know i i'm not looking to i i I love comedy you've got a good life i don't want to i don't want to screw it up yeah but barstool so with the way it happened is i was on megan kelly and they were talking about you know a comment that dave portnoy el presidente had made and i was simply playing devil's advocate because nobody knew what barstool was i'm like look this is the anti-ESPN. They've risen up in response to this PC culture. Yeah. And they're really, the, the way they make their, you know, the, the reason people tune into them is because they say these irreverent things. Right. And by saying that, I had people go, Matt, you know, I, I've lost all respect. You'll never watch Ninja Warrior again. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't, I, 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 like, I, I'm literally just trying to explain what they right. are. But then KFC, Kevin Clancy reached out to me and he goes, he goes, that's the first time somebody in the, you know, on a mainstream media show has tried right. to portray us favorably. So they were like, would you want to come on the podcast? I'm like, of course. That's great. And the thing is, I'm like, you know, I, 
I, I think what they do is incredible. I, you know, I, I wouldn't do everything they do sure. just because, again, I, I'm not making that. A lot of people I, wouldn't do what they would do. But, yeah. but I'm also like, I think there's no problem going on someone's show who you may not agree with everything they do. And it's that idea. You need more of that. I hate that. Yeah. That drives me nuts, the idea of you can't go on a show with a comedian who said something rude. And it's like, well, I don't have to agree with them. I may just want to have a discussion and exchange of ideas. Or let's hear their side. Let's hear it. And let's maybe we can come to some compromise or some enlightenment, or maybe not, but at least their audience has heard a different point of view, and I've heard a different point of view. And and to me, that's what comedy, that's what freedom of speech is about, is this free marketplace of ideas. And I hate the idea now where if you don't like what someone says, rather than arguing against it, you censor them, you shut them down. And and very especially to me. especially in an art form like horrible. that, yeah, yeah, it's terrifying if you make a living with words where you say one wrong thing and you don't learn from your mistake, you're crucified for it. On a tiny, small, tiny, insignificant level, uh, dealt with a little bit of that with Jeremy Piven coming through. Our choice, just I wasn't even on it, right? But I'm not gonna. I didn't want to throw anybody into the bus, right? We as a show were like, okay, there's been accusations. Uh, we had some people reach out, and I was like, "Yeah, you should you should protest it if you if that's what you believe." Right. Personally, I'm gonna read these links, and I I made some texts to some people that know. I'm, it's like, uh, I'm we chose to in, have him in for the interview, right? It's like okay, took a little bit of heat from a very insignificant, non-existent source, really, but at the same time, uh, it bothered me um, that people wouldn't want to hear like, oh. well, what do you, what's this guy's story? Right. What's going on? Because the stuff I even looked up, and I don't want to die on a hill for Jeremy Piven. I don't know him. Right. But at the same time, it's. But like, you're saying we want to know be a like how many artists out there? Like, sorry, Chuck Berry's from this town, dude. I don't know if you know anything about right. Chuck Berry. He's got a, a pretty troubled past. So it's interesting to me when people decide to pick and choose their. And I don't want to blanket it with the social justice warrior thing because that's disingenuous. But. It, Selective it, it hurts my soul. Right. Yeah, whatever. He's like, oh, no, you were standing for this good thing that I agree with, but then you're going to pick and choose if it's self-serving. And the idea of, look, discussing with someone, discussing mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone who might yeah. have done something you disagree with. Sure. I mean, Sarah Silverman was just asking that about Louis C.K. Yeah. Can you love someone and hate something they did? Yeah. You know, is it possible? And it's this idea now of if you do one wrong thing, you're you're a, you're an outcast. It's over. Yeah. I don't. And, why is that? Our and we don't have to answer this, too, but it's always strange to me too. Like again, people should be punished. People should be called out. Yeah. Sure. But at the same, I don't know why our answer is always like let's take away their job or whatever it is. I don't, I don't know. I think it's because we're all jealous. Well, it of was funny. Probably. It was funny watching ABC even said they wish they would have taken time with Roseanne because they fired her within an hour. Within an hour of that tweet, <sighs> she did. was off the air. And but then they, I think but they you said, also knew what you were getting into with her, right? But I'm saying, like, yeah, had they said, let's take a week. Yep. Let's see what, you know, let's, let's, let's obviously not condone it. Let's condemn her. Let's punish her. But let's also say, what do people say? Is there another side to this conversation yeah. we had? And again, I, still, you know, I, I hate to issue her. this caveat. Right. Of course, what she said was horrible. That, that's of course, no it was terrible. Yeah. But at the same time, you're saying, is there a middle ground between saying what you say you can say anything or you can say nothing is there something of okay you crossed the line we're gonna have right. to penalize you but taking away your career or you know again i and i think I, the I just, thought is oh she'll get something else right like but that doesn't always well happen. I'm, you know so for me something that was very close was megan kelly so I, yeah. I i had the chance in the past year that she was on her show i went on about 30 times and 
Look, the, my experience with her is she is a wonderful, warm person. It was, it was completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. I thought a very thoughtful person, a person who was really interested in hearing different points of view, a person who wasn't afraid to state an opinion, whether it was unpopular. And to see what happened with that, um, and again, like, I, I you know, you, I get hesitate, I hesitate even to discuss the topic because I don't want to sound like I'm endorsing it. But my point is, to see someone who I thought was brought in for a specific purpose, was doing their job, and then has a statement that was not worded well, and now you're done. And and, and part of it is I think NBC was looking for a reason to get rid of yeah, her. Yeah, I think that that's a lot, too. But, but, but then- what I don't like is you've set a precedent now. Yeah. You've set a precedent that not – and it's not as though she came out and said – Again, like this is what I don't like is I don't even want to discuss it because I'm afraid it'll be misconstrued. That's the insanity of of everything with this, and we, you see it all the time, and and I think that's why people appreciate having their own independent platforms. Yeah, because if you're truly, truly independent, like you can't get fired for some snap reaction. And what I don't like though also is how people would take a thing out of context. Correct. Like rather than listening to this whole thing, rather than listening to an entire conversation Mm -hmm. and saying, all right, there was some nuance here. There was some trying to understand in a bigger picture, not not defending Megan one way or another, but saying using this as a case study for what's going on right now for this kind of reflexive idea of one misstatement from certain people, Mm -hmm. not others, but from certain people costing their job. And yet other people have carte blanche to cross the line sure and and to when the 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 idea of even if you want to be respectful of it to not know where it is to not know where that line is which again is why for me i try to stay you know miles away from the board (laughs) like i'm in kansas i'm not going north or south i'm in the middle i actually because you still come across genuine i actually respect that a lot because you know what's paying your bills you know that you get to you could probably afford a swimming pool if well, you don't have, like it's and here's the other thing, yeah that, that's the thing that like people don't get with that where it's like your choice to do that i i, I admire it it's my choice and, and it's I'm also just, yeah. it's also i think authentically look i was raised by a mom who was very taught me to be very polite so you know i love jim norton doug stanhope i love bill burr i love comedians who push the boundaries but that's not me. I'm not comfortable doing it. I can't do it. Right. And the audience senses it. The audience senses when you're authentic or not. I tried doing a roast yeah. and I bombed because I was just, I couldn't be, I'm like, oh I sucked gosh. at being me. I would mean. love to write no, roast jokes for you terrible. because you are such a nice <laughs> It was terrible because I tried to be mean and I felt awful. And it was, you know, it's like the crowd senses, like, he's not committing. This is right. awful. Like he doesn't actually. And, and it's it. a thing of, you know, you got to know where you're comfortable. And look, I'm like, I'm comfortable being in the middle. But at the same time i really like to defend those people because what once you lose that ground in comedy or or more importantly in 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 speech in discussion when we lose the ability to have these conversations and we narrow that scope you never get it back and i don't think you convince people by saying you can't say that you can't think that way i think you do it by having discussions that's very important, and that's uh, that's something that uh, I think. By the way, my comedy show strange. is not this preachy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just me telling jokes about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, okay, and, and we'll remind everybody again, <laughs> Funny Bone, all weekend long for some. For oh boy, people are going to want to go see Rick Walsh after this. <laughs> this I'm going to be like Sea World. I'm in the splash zone. Man, I'm getting spoiled. I'm sitting here. I'm just realizing, like, all the people I've gotten to be around. And, the, like, man, it's... Uh, St. Louis, you guys are fun. bringing it in, man. <laughs> no, saying, seriously. I'm traveling. But then today, oh, yeah. too, I just... I've, yeah, it, it's fun. And it's, uh, it's good that business is good for you because everybody 
it, you got to stop by every city, right? You got to make the tour. Honestly, look, I I'm so happy to get to be able to do it, to get to come to a city and have anyone decide to buy a ticket and come out because right. you realize right now this is the golden era of entertainment which is good and bad i mean people have a million choices right so for them to get off their ass and pay their hard-earned money to come out and see you that means something which is why i always am like i don't care if it's four people or 400 like you, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it all on the stage yeah, you are, i'm gonna man. i'm gonna give it to you and because it's i i know what it's like for me like how much i appreciate when i go to a movie like to me, that's that's church. It's I yep. love the entertainment. I want to be entertained. Well, how who would have been yours? I just think about this too. Growing up, it didn't feel like this was ever possible. Like maybe they did stuff at the malls sometimes with like teen stars or something. Right. When you were growing up, would it have been Schwarzenegger? Like, oh, yeah. think about this. Someone Schwarzenegger, is Clint Eastwood, yeah, uh, Stallone. Someone is obsessed with American Ninja Warrior, and they get to see the guy yeah. from American Ninja Warrior tomorrow. Who would that have been for you? Uh, yeah, Schwarzenegger, yeah. John Elway, you yeah. know, with the Broncos. Have you met? Have you been? Uh, I met with him Elway your, once. Your, oh, okay, I met him once, yeah. very briefly, and did you, did you pull him in, really, like let him know you. No, because I was okay. just like, oh no, no, I would have been like, I would have kissed the ring, literally. You know, uh, I, Played a little college ball. Yeah, played a little baseball. Yeah, you know, you need a guy. It, uh, but for me, like, so that was one of the things. Like when I got to go on Celebrity Apprentice, and I'm sitting there with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm I'm in a van with Vince Neil from Motley Crue and Ricky Williams, Heisman Trophy winner, and I'm just every day, at least at one once or twice a day, I would text my friends from high school and college, going. Vince Neil's telling me stories from the Dr. Feelgood tour. Like we went to the Feelgood tour at Brendan Byrne Arena in Jersey when we were back in college. And and now here I am hanging out with him. And and for me, like I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever want to lose the fact that I know, you know, I came to entertainment a little bit late. And when I left medicine, I never thought, like growing up, I never thought entertainment was an option. And I never thought I would have these opportunities or get to meet these people or, you know, I've got a photo of Schwarzenegger and Stallone and me. That's and wild. like if 16 year old me yeah. could have known that someday I'd be hanging out with him, I would have exploded. Absolutely. Just a pool of calm. Just like, oh my God, <laughs> this is the greatest moment of my life. I got mad eyes. And now it's on, on my phone. <laughs> now it's, it's like my screensaver. It's just incredible. I got to meet Artie Lang. That's so and, great. And moments like that where. But you play it cool in this. Like oh that. no, I'm a fanboy. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm, I'm, I'm Chris Farley. Like, remember that time you said that? It's so awesome. But again, I'm like, look, I'm not going to pretend to be yeah. unimpressed. I am impressed. Oh. Oh, absolutely. And so, like, I, 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 I always feel the need. I just want to let people, because I always felt like there's so much negativity. There's so much bitching about stuff. And I always thought if someone provided me decades of entertainment, just for me to be able to right. say, I don't want to bother you. I just want to say thanks. Right. Because remember that time in Commando, <laughs> like when you punched that guy? Or like you threw a pipe through him, you're like, let off some steam. <laughs> like, that was so awesome. <laughs> I, 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 I quoted Arnold to Arnold nonstop, and the good, like at the end of The Apprentice, I realized the only person who loves Arnold more than me is Arnold. So fortunately, he was cool with it. See, that does work too. Like comics, Sometimes, yeah. entertainers, everybody like that. You can. There's not too much you can see. You don't. You don't cross the line talking about somebody to themselves. Yeah, but I noticed that a little bit. Well, and if you start talking about somebody else. You know, you bring. If I start bringing up Rich Voss, I think you're going to get a little jealous, man. If I start talking about you know Ian Bag, what's know. crazy? Like, oh, Ian Bag, huh? I'm, <laughs> I'm Ian Bag. 
He's like a little, he's a Canadian Robin Williams, his he voice. Is. I love that's him. That's what I, no, but, but hey, for me, it's, you know, those are guys who, they were already pretty established when I came out yeah. to LA. And so what's really been fun is getting to meet guys like Voss and getting to hang out with them because, because I'm, I'm still a fan. I'm still a fan of theirs. And, and for me, it's really been awesome. In the past few years, I felt like from Ninja and comedy, I've gotten to another level. And, and with Apprentice and gotten to another level of, of meeting these people. And, you know, I'm still pinching myself and they, they're like, you know, they, they treat you like like a, a peer sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, it blows my mind thinking some of the people, like, I, I get to hang out. We did Hollywood game night with Jane Lynch. And Jane's like, Matt, great to because we do all this NBC stuff. I'm like, yeah. Jane, and I'm quoting Sturdy Wings from Role Models. I'm like, <laughs> I'm here to service those boys. She's like, ah, that's, you're quoting me to me. I'm like, I'm sorry, Jane. But, but I don't, well, ever, don't ever lose that. I don't it's ever so want to lose it because I also feel like the, the, you know, I always said the adjective that described me always growing up was enthusiastic. Yeah. I just, you know, I loved to enjoy things and, and I want that's, you know, well, well I love people who dump on things that, you know, when that's their yeah. thing, this, this is who I am. And so it's nice that I, I get to be, you know, try to be myself and be a guy who's having a good time and spread your wings and then I get to spread my wings. Fly, Clarice. Fly, fly, fly. Uh, before you get out of here, what's going on with uh, charity efforts? I know you're always busting. So I was just in Georgia. We were working with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Monday, I'm going to Denver. I'm hosting Vaughn Miller's Vaughn's Vision. He's doing stuff for kids. Try uh, not to let anybody sneak into a house after uh, uh, after this party. What was that guy thinking, man? Kelly, you, you know, losing uh, it's opportunities. Just, it's it's yeah, it's one of those things when you want to grab somebody. You look. And I get it. You know, you're twenty something. Yep. You're making millions. You're having a good time. I mean, he was just he was just so drunk he got into the wrong house. He's I really think he was around. that innocent. Oh yeah, maybe a little more than drunk. I don't know. <laughs> but but it is it is that thing of oh just don't don't screw it up. That's right. and I always said to myself, you know, when you go on something like just don't screw this up. You're lucky. Enjoy it. Um, doing a lot with the Arthritis Foundation still, which is my main charity, yeah. and, and cancer, the American Cancer Society. And it's really been awesome getting to do this charitable stuff because, again, you know, having left medicine to go to entertainment, it's the most narcissistic, self-centered career. <laughs> so to have an opportunity to do in some small way to try to give back makes me feel a lot better about being so, so self-centered. You're helping others by being <laughs> to help myself, yeah, right? Exactly. I know. Well, and again, like the charitable stuff you get to do. You know, I, I got to play like Riviera Country Club for a, a cancer benefit for the hospital. I, so I had cancer, and I, the place that that saved my life. Like I get to go play Riviera Country Club. Yeah, and. And 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 I'm hanging out, and Kevin Nealon's the host, and I'm talking to Kevin Nealon. And the very first thing I ever did was Hans and Franz at my high school graduation, and of I'm course. boring him with the story <laughs> of it. And Kevin's like, "Great story, great story. Thank you. Yeah, Time to go. Nice. Got to go. Got to right, yeah. move this energy along." I was like, "God, he is so funny." Uh, so yeah, it's look, I, I'm I'm lucky to get to do what I do, and I hope people come out and check me out at the Funny Bone. It's a much better show than Rich Voss. <laughs> Just kidding. See, I there tried to is. be mean there. That was good. Yeah, you weren't very convincing, <laughs> convincing. Too, especially the big. Smile. I know. Matt Eisen, what a pleasure to have you. Chris, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man.